HVAC 360, episode number 17, Success as a Professional Engineer. Welcome, 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 everyone, to another episode of HVAC 360. I'm your host, Matt Nelson. I'm glad to have you back. Thanks for listening. Hey, this week, we're going to take a little uh, break uh, from our typical uh, interview-style sessions, and we're going to talk a little bit about being a professional engineer. Now, if you're not a professional engineer, relax, don't worry about it. I I think a lot of what I'm going to talk about today can really be applied to just about any profession. Uh, But I'm going to focus on the engineer, and I'll let you do that repurposing of it. So the one great thing that I can say is that if you want to be a successful professional engineer, it's, it's not like you just had to graduate from college and be a success right out of the gate. You can start at any time. You know, just dust yourself off, make that determination, you know, hey, guess what? I'm going to be the best professional engineer that I can. I'm going to be a success at being a professional engineer. Anybody can do it. It doesn't really matter where you're starting from. It just matters that you take the initiative and that you get going. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about three different areas, uh, three different keys to being successful as a professional engineer. One of those areas is being a professional. Uh, it's, it's, I'll get into it. It sounds a little corny. Just stay with me on it. Second area we're going to talk about is growing your skills. And the third area we're going to talk about is about networking. Okay, now let's get back to that being professional. I know it sounds a little bit redundant, <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but let's talk about being a professional. Being a professional, by definition, is somebody who is engaged or is qualified in a profession. Engaged or qualified. You know, if, if you took, if you went to the doctor and they were not engaged or qualified, uh, you know, I don't want them giving me advice. I don't want them operating on me. You know, just, you know, they, they, they do me no good. You know, if you had a lawyer and you went to trial, you would want somebody who was competent, who, who knew, who was qualified, who, who could do a good job on your behalf. That's the same way as a professional engineer. You want to be somebody who's going to be qualified, who's, who's going to be, uh, you know, representing you. You know, owners of buildings, that's, that's really what they, they want. They, they don't want hassles from their buildings. They just want them to work. They have other things to focus on that are going to be their jobs. Uh, they're going to be their, their organizations. They w- don't want to have to worry about their buildings. Be a professional. Be in their corner. Support them. Give them good advice. It's about being a professional. You know, really think about it as being the principle of a firm of one, your own firm. You are the principle. The buck stops here. Nothing gets passed. You know, when, when you have that pressure on you, that it's your reputation on the line, 
that you really have to exceed the expectations of your client. It really changes the game. There's, there's no one that you know, the, the blame is going to fall back on. It really changes your perspective. And really, as a professional engineer, that's what you need to really embrace and take under your wing. You know, really, the, you know, some of the structures of law firms, and, may, and maybe this, this should be, you know, the new way to, to do engineering, but some of the structures of law firms are, you know, each lawyer has, you know, develops their own client base. Um, they, they have or share staff with others, and, you know, they're really, you know, leasing space, all that stuff. They really are an independent entity within an organization, Imagine if that was the case at your particular uh, company. If everybody was this these this this group of independent owners with clients moving forward. I mean, if that was the level of expertise, anybody who didn't make that mark, you know, just get them out of the way. Imagine if you had that level of excellence throughout your entire company. It would be amazing. It would be a game changer. So let's talk about let's talk about that environment. That company environment. You know, I I've, I've been through a number of changes throughout throughout the years. I've worked for, you know, architectural engineering firms, engineering only firms. I've worked for design, design build firms. Really it's amazing when you go from firm to firm just kind of how the entire culture is some cultures are really you know if you if you if you're part of a contracting group you know it's it's there it's always in your face you're going 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 if you if you're not going you're not making money you know it's really blatantly clear there's a little bit of that buffer when you work for an engineering firm or an architectural engineering firm it it's not so much in your face everything has, seems to happen at a slower pace. But here's the key. You can't allow yourself to get lulled in to that slower pace. You'll be able to, you know, get things done. Do them diligently. Get on to the next task. Because you know what? It really is about the bottom line. When you're bringing somebody on, I mean, as an owner, that's one of your, thing, one of your things. Bringing in new clients, making sure that your revenue exceeds your expenses. So you can stay afloat. A business is about making a profit. Never forget that. So what do you do when there's downtime? You know, as an owner, if there's downtime, guess what? We don't have enough projects going on. We need to sell more. Now, a lot of you are kind of a little bit resistant to this selling thing. But you know what? Okay. If, if you're worried about selling, selling is a big turnoff. Uh, talk about marketing. Talk about business development. Uh, do those appeal to you a little bit more? Call it what you want it. But really, it's, it's getting clients in the door that will actually pay for your services. It's not a, it's not a cold call. It's not a hard sell. Maybe it's a little bit of that. Maybe, maybe you need to, to, to gain some of that experience. When there's a lull, don't just sit around. Don't just sit around waiting for the next thing. Make the next thing happen. Now, if you're 
if, if, if you know if if you're if you're like hey well you know what I I'm not a salesman I'm an engineer guess what everybody's in sales the thing that you have to realize the thing that has to click in your brain is that you're going to have to learn to sell if you're going to be the best in your profession guess what you're going up the career ladder and the higher you go on that career ladder the more responsibility you're going to have to sell so what what do you get what are you going to do well realistically you need to be able to teach yourself selling techniques you need to adopt that on your own do that on your own learn how to sell you know there's books out there seminars do that do that on your own but you know what practice at your job that's right practice on the job you know it's great to be able to be ahead of the curve when nobody's expecting you to sell and you sell that's amazing that's incredible and guess what if you get good at it you climb faster but being able to sell is a sign of being a successful engineer selling is critical other things that we need to look about about being a professional i know i've talked about this a little bit before but it's about how you act and how you dress you really if you want to be the best engineer that you can be look around you who is the best engineer that you know how do they dress how do they act you've heard the probably heard the phrase fake it until you make it well realistically guess what if you act like a successful engineer you dress like a successful engineer you're going to end up like a successful engineer now a little topic on the um, attitude how you act i just want to say this briefly but negativity at work it doesn't help anybody it's a drain on everybody we talk about the environment and if everything's slowing down guess what everybody's working at the same level you know if sally in the other cubicle doesn't do her job or she's surfing the internet most of the day guess what you're going to be like well you know what that's what i should be doing if she's getting paid to do that why don't i do that that's the wrong attitude to take same with negativity negativity if somebody's complaining saying oh man you know you know we didn't get that raise guess what it just snowballs stop it don't be a part of it and don't be a contributor in it don't be negative successful people are optimistic they're driven they're always looking for the bright side are they going to have a bad day absolutely are they ever going to complain absolutely are they going to do it on a consistent basis oh no no it's going to be a one off thing they're not complainers they dust themselves off they they go they know exactly where they need to be they're not complaining about it they're not complaining about it and here's another tip to being a professional I don't know how many of you have ever shown up to work 
like early. And when I mean early, I mean like before everybody else. It it's a it's a different environment. It's a different environment. I mean nobody's there. It's ultra quiet. It really gives you a different perspective. You know, a lot of people say, hey, I can't work at work. There's too many distractions. People coming in, asking me questions. I can't get what I need to do done. Guess what? Go into work early. Be there ahead of everybody else. It really is one of these invigorating experiences to know that you've been, you know, really nose to the grindstone for an hour, hour and a half, and then people start filtering in. You're like, mm, yep, <clears throat> I've been here for an hour and a half. All you lazy suckers, you haven't been here. You know, you just got here. You're getting your cup of coffee. You're starting your day. I'm already, you know, way into it. You know, really, you get so much work. You probably get more work in that one, one and a half hours than you would in three to four hours of your regular day. And it's really invigorating. It just, you know, if you haven't made it a habit, do it on a regular basis. So that's enough about being a professional. Now we're going to transition a little bit into skills. Now, skills are something that you need to constantly be developing. As an engineer, you need to constantly learn. I mean, realistically, how much of what your job is today did you learn from school I mean, it's just not that much you need to constantly grow your skills you need to set a goal of being the best the best engineer that you possibly can if that doesn't excite you if you if you go you know what I just want to be an adequate engineer I don't really want to be the best engineer. You, maybe just you might be in the wrong profession. Maybe this is like you know the life-changing wake-up call. You know, hello, you're uh, you're in the wrong profession. You know, do something else. Do something that you would enjoy. Do something that you'd be passionate about. I mean, you're really spending a lot of your life doing what you're doing. So if you don't like it. Do something else. You know what? It may just be that you know you don't like being a design engineer. Well, guess what? You could be a sales rep and sell equipment and still be in the same industry. You could go on a construction site and still have a mechanical engineering background. You could be a commissioning agent for all that, for all, all you know, for all that matters. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to make a 180-degree change. Just evaluate where you are. You know, take a 10,000-foot take a view of where you want to be. Yeah, there's a lot of wandering around going out there. But you know what? If you say, I am at point A, and I want to go to point B, and these are some of the skills that are going to help me get there to become that successful engineer. Write them down. Make a plan. Be proactive. I mean, that's really what's going to make you stand out, to be a successful engineer. You know, and, and, and think about it. 
think about it. In any economy, if you're a successful engineer, don't you think you have people knocking on your door constantly? Are you ever afraid that if your company doesn't, you know, if there's a, you know, a slowdown or if that big job doesn't hit and they just, you know, not because they don't like you, not because of your performance, but purely from an economic standpoint that they have to let you go? If you're a great engineer, don't you think that within a couple of calls you'd be picked up? Think about how comforting that would be. And that's done through skills. That's done through development. You know, you need to be able to find new avenues of learning. And, and trust me, it's not going to co all come from the company. You have to figure out exactly how you're going to attain those new skills. The one thing that you can absolutely do is show initiative. You know, if you're showing initiative saying, you know what, you know, company X, I don't, you know, I, I know that there's only so much budget to go around, so I've learned skill A, B, and C. Is it is it possible if if the skill D, if I could if I could learn that or take this course, you know I've done all this extra stuff, I I just need this one course that that would round me out. Don't you think that they would be impressed that you're taking the initiative of learning new skills outside of it, paying for it on your own, you know, developing your career? Don't you think they're going to be, you know, more inclined? to really give you that uh, the go-ahead, the green light, to take that course, to develop that skill, rather than somebody who's, who's just always looking for the handout, saying, you know what, they just didn't train me, and I've been, I'm, I'm waiting here for training. And as much as, I, as, as much as I'd say that, as much as I'd show initiative, understand where, you know, how your company deals that out. Don't be afraid to ask for as much as you possibly can. You know, a lot of times you could be sitting, you know, sitting in your cubicle, you know, waiting for be, you know, waiting to be trained, complaining about it. And if somebody asks you, did you ever, you know, volunteer the information? Did you ever propose to get training? And you said no. You you think they'd feel sorry for you at all? No. You gotta, you gotta ask. You know, my one favorite saying is that a, a closed now, a closed mouth never gets fed. You know, so in in training, that's absolutely true. If you're not gonna ask for it, if you're not gonna ask for training, guess what? You're not gonna get any. They're not gonna spend money on somebody who doesn't even have the initiative to ask. That would be ridiculous. I certainly wouldn't do it. Now, of course, credentialing and skills. You know, that is like a shortcut on your resume, getting the proper credentials in place. You know, if you're a young engineer or if you haven't taken, and, you know, I'm speaking from a U.S.-centric basis, if there's a professional engineering exam that you can qualify for or that you can go about in some sort of governmental exam that would qualify you, excuse me, as a, as a professional engineer, absolutely take steps to get that done. There are so many people that I've met that they're like, you know, I just got busy. I couldn't take it. You know, in the U.S., it's a, it's a two-part step. 
the first step is typically taken when you're out of college. You know, just fresh out of college. You take the initial exam to become an engineering and training. You pass that, then you have to have four years of experience, and then you get to take the second half of it. If you've passed both of those, then you become a professional engineer. But guess what? A lot of people don't even take that first step. They're not sure of where they're going to go. Guess what? You know what? I didn't know where I was going to go out of college. I, de I, I definitely didn't think I'd end up where I ended up. But I took it anyway. It's prudent. It's the right thing to do. If you haven't taken it and you've been out of college for 15 years, guess what? Dust off the books. Go take it. It doesn't matter where you've been. It matters where you're going. Get the certification. Take the steps. Because you know what? The more certifications, the more steps that you take, the more options you're going to have. The more options is critical. That's really what you, that's really what you want to be able to do. Because your career is going to develop along the way, and the more options you have, the more choices you can make to find the ideal place. If you only have one option, and your option is, i got to stay at this job and grind it out until I retire, guess what? Get more options. You should always have more options than that. You should always be thinking of options. You know, frankly, you may love where you work, Again, economic downturn, something doesn't get funding, you end up on the short end of the stick, in no fault of your own, without any options, shame on you. Have paths available. Have career paths available. Talk to people. I'm getting ahead of myself. That's my networking. Think about other certifications that are relevant to what you're doing. You know, maybe, maybe become a specialist. You know, there are a thousand different exams. I may be exaggerating. Okay. There are tens of hundreds of exams, I'm sure, that you could get. You know, maybe it's not being a, becoming a professional engineer. Maybe that's not even an option for you. Well, get something. Get some sort of certification that helps you stand out from the crowd. I mean, frankly, when you're looking at a resume, I've looked at hundreds of resumes, and if I see a certification, guess what? That immediately puts them in a class of their own. If I don't see certifications, I have to look at job experience, I have to look at that. Not that I'm not going to look at that eventually, but guess what? It's in a different pile. Once I say, okay, you know what? I'm looking for a professional engineer, I'm looking for a PE, guess what? They go on the head of the line. If they don't have that, well, if I don't find a PE, guess what? Okay, I'm going to stack B. I'm going to the rest of the people that, that don't have those certifications. But I'm starting at stack A. If you have a professional engineering degree, you're in stack A. That's how job hunting works. They're going to make rough cuts. They're busy like everybody else. Make it easy on them. Make it easy on them. Look your best. Look your best on paper. Be professional. Get certified. Another thing you can do for skills, 
soft skills. These things are great, you know. You know, and 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 skills in general. Again, buy your own books, get your own references, listen to audiobooks. Audiobooks. I you I. I take advantage of my car all the time. I'm driving to and from work, you know, it's maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes if there's traffic each way. Guess what? I can go through soft skills books like there's no tomorrow. And it just helps. It helps when you're being exposed. Not only not only these these soft skills books, I mean they're really they're upbeat, they're energetic. They get you going. They help you. The, re, the iteration, the affirmation of soft skills and what you're doing, it's amazing. It just builds on itself. I mean, it's like taking a course over and over again. You know, there's some books that I listen to two or three times that I just didn't get everything out the first time. I read it, you know, I listen to it again in my car. Fantastic recommend it to anybody just do it other critical soft skills learn how to communicate with others and i covered that in previous in a previous episode if you want to go all the way back to i believe it's episode number 1 my uh, my first episode cuz i thought it was so critical communication learn about communication also learn how to make presentations learn to present to people i mean getting back to that selling you got to know how to present to people. Engineers are notoriously bad at presenting. Don't be the typical engineer. Successful professional engineers know how to present. Don't sound like you're reading from a script. It's awful. Get some variation in your voice. Get some passion. Again, you really love what you do. Show them. Show them that you can be excited about what you're going to do for them. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And it's an essential skill. And the last one that I'm going to go into, there probably be a billion more, but the last one I'm going to dive into is cross-training. You know, you, you know if, if you're good at what you do, if you're good at being a professional engineer, guess what? There's more you can learn. It's amazing when you start learning about other disciplines, you know, whether it be some structural and just being able to read structural drawings and knowing how they, they fit together. Guess what? Your duct designs, your piping layouts, they're going to be better. When you learn about a little bit about electrical and the different voltages and the different motor starters, disconnects, fusing, control panels, um, you know, power panels, all that helps. All that information helps a little bit. Helps you tweak your design, gives you a broader understanding. Invaluable. You know, I go into the, the, the building envelope even. You know, it's something that may be architectural. But guess what? That architectural flaw may be affecting your design. A gap in the building envelope may be causing discomfort that's going to be blamed on your system. Be aware. Learn. Cross-train. Get those skills. 
The last key I'm going to cover is networking. Fantastic networking. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. It's been invaluable in what I've been doing. I cannot stress it enough. Realize this. People buy and people do business from people they know and that they like. Because deep down inside, deep, you know, the very kind of emotional center of people, you know, it all still, I mean, this all comes out in the selling thing, that you really want to be able to uh, remove fear and uncertainty. Fear and uncertainty are deal breakers. They get you into this, you know, uh, just this flight or fight method, you know, this, 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 that kind of feeling. You just want to get away from that situation. If you're uncertain about it, if you're you know, fearful about it, you don't want to be in that situation. When somebody, you know, and that's the scariest thing about hiring, if you think about it, if you had two people and they were both kind of on par with each other and one person you knew and one person you didn't and they both had resumes and they looked exactly the same, you would go for the person that you knew every single time. The fear and uncertainty is minimized. So roll that into networking. Become known. You know, the professional community is not that big in most locations. You know, I, I, you know, you get into L.A., you get into New York. Maybe it's maybe it's bigger. I don't know, but I I got to imagine that there's still a sphere of influence, whether or not you know it's it's on you know one of the boroughs of New York or you know. Uh, you know, different counties around Los Angeles. But there's a certain number of employers that you're going to need to know about. Learn about the people in those organizations. Find out who the people are that are in charge. Just, just know. You know. If something happens... Know that those are the people that you need to talk to, the decision makers in other organizations around where you want to live. You know, because frankly, you know, the one thing I love about this, you know, this this industry is that I can go anywhere and I could probably find a job. But you know what? I'd rather stay where I live. I'd rather not not, not have that kind of disruption. So know about your community. How do, you, how do you do that? Well, obviously, you need to be able to network. One of the great places where you can network, obviously, local ASHRAE meetings. Those, those are great. That's a no-brainer. But there's other organizations that are out there, um, you know, whether they be ASPE uh, for plumbing engineers, uh, whether they be different uh, mechanical contractors associations, you know, or, or the U.S. Green Building Council. Those, those have different... Uh, um, you know, venues, uh, different chapters around the United States. Uh, I'm sure, you know, again, I'm talking U.S.-centric. There's other organizations where you live that are, you know, meeting places, that are, are networking. Figure out, you know, who you need to know in these organizations. Get to know them. Get, get to like them. You know, develop that relationship. You know, help them out, maybe. You know, if they're looking for something, 
you know, another engineer. Maybe, maybe you have an idea. You know, that's, that, that's the whole thing. Do, do people favors. You know, develop the relationship. That's, that's the whole key about networking. It's it's not a scarce you know it's not a scarcity it's not a not a scarce commodity. The really the more you, you the more you share the more you help people out the more you get back. It's this giving and getting kind of relationship. And you know what? When you're not in the receiving mode, just give, just give. If it even if it's an idea, yeah, just be that person. That would talk to them and say, "Hey, you know what? I got this great idea. Uh, I heard it from you know uh, this article that I read, and I think it really applies to you." Help them out, develop that relationship, and it's going to come back to you eventually. Don't worry about when or where, but the more you put out, the more that you can get back in. You know, one topic that that you know typically people might not realize. Is get to, get to know the uh, you know executive recruiters, the headhunters, the um, you know the people who are finding other people. Yeah, you know, I mean, talk about people that you know you can you know befriend or or help out. You know, a lot of time you may not be in the position where you're like, you know what, I'm I'm not looking for a new job, but you know what, I can offer some assistance of of people that I've talked to in my group that uh, that I can help out. And the more that you can help those. Uh, executive recruiters out, you know, the more they're, they're going to come back to you um, and be able to uh, to help you when you need help. Um, you know, realistically, it's 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 amazing. You know, I mean, right now, and you know, even even it's like places where you can look. You know, I personally, right now, I get calls from executive recruiters on a regular basis. And you know, if if anybody out there right now listening to when I post this. Uh, right around the beginning of October 2011, um, you know, I know a uh, a job opening for somebody who's a you know experienced PE in in the DC area, and I know somebody um, who is looking for placement um, or a uh, a job that's open for a PE a senior PE in uh, Cincinnati. So you know, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there again. At at whether or not I place these people, I don't know, but hey, if I can help somebody out. That's what networking is always about. You know, it's about being social. It's about knowing the people in your industry, about helping them out, about making their lives easier. Get to know people. Let's go into a recap mode. Being professional. Things that you want to remember, be your own boss. Act like it. Be the best boss that you can possibly imagine. Be a leader. Be somebody who has confidence and who is respectful. Set your own work pace. Don't, you know, be quick, be efficient. Don't let other people drag you down. Learn how to sell. You know, again, call it marketing, call it business development, call it what you want, but learn how to sell. The higher you go in an organization, the more you're going to be called upon to sell. Look and act the part. Be positive. Be enthusiastic. And, you know, show up early. You know, shift your work day. And one of the great time savers is do things that other people do when other people aren't doing them. And, and what I mean by that is that, you know, don't take lunch at 12 o'clock. Take lunch at 1 o'clock. Take lunch at, lunch at 11. 
You know, start your day at 6. You miss all the traffic. You have calm and peace in the office. You get stuff done. Optimize, and that's, that's working smart, not working hard. Talking about skills, train yourself. Ask for as much training as you can, but don't rely on company training. This is your career. You need to be responsible for it. Learn as much as you can. And if you know what, if, if, you, if you map it all out and you need help, you know, get into networking. Find, find somebody who knows what you need to know and ask them what the best way is to learn that skill. Cross-train, cross-train, cross-train for skills. Networking, recapping networking. Get involved. Make friends, make contacts. Get a list together. Get a database. You know, when you exchange cards, just don't put that card in a pile in your desk somewhere. Get that entered. You know, whenever you talk to somebody, find out, okay, what are they doing? Who's their, you know, who, you know, what, you know, what's their spouse's name? You know, when are their birthdays? What are their children doing? What, what do they like to do? You know, things that, you know, you can foster a conversation. You know, you might not have something, you know, business-like to do person to person, but if you find an article that's about a topic that somebody else that you know really loves and you just shoot it over to them because you know they'll be interested, guess what? You've just strengthened the bond. You've just strengthened that connection. And again, I'll say it one more time. People like doing business with people that they know and that they like. Okay, I'm stopping talking right now. I'm done. I'm finished. So that's all for this week. If this is something that in, the, in this episode that you like, and that you think is useful, let somebody else know. Forward it on. You know, I think that that would enhance your networking skills right there. Hey, guess what? I heard this great audio audio uh, podcast. I think you should take a look, listen to it. It's only about 45 minutes long, so I hope you enjoy it. And if you want to develop your own networking skills, hey, guess what? Start with me. Find me on LinkedIn or at uh, Building X on, uh, on Twitter. So uh, thanks for listening. It really means a lot to me. I just want to say this from the bottom of my heart. It really means a lot to me for all you who, uh, who take the time to listen uh, to this podcast. And I hope you enjoy it. If there's anything that I can do to change it and improve it, please let me know. Um, I appreciate any feedback that you have. So I appreciate each and every one of you, and believe me when I say that uh, you really are the future of the industry. You know, when I talk about these things, I know that they're, each and every one of you can be the most successful professionally or professional engineers out there, and that you really are you know, the top of your class. You're going, you're, you, you've, you've already started the step of learning, of listening, of going outside the box, um, and, you know, I, you know, I, I just really appreciate it, and um, I want you to know. So, until next time, remember, know what you build, and share what you know.